Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. So thanks for being with us today. Today I've got a, a bio-wellness pioneer. I've got Dr. Caitlin Lehman, and she's a chief systems architect and co-founder of the Los Angeles-based Quantum Clinic. It's a bio-wellness spa founded by top-tier experts, bringing expertise across mental health in complex emergencies, treating trauma, addiction, and stress. Spa services are evidence-based, rooted in an understanding of the epigenetics and biophysics to promote deeper cellular resonance and heart-brain coherence. Dr. Lehman holds a PhD in clinical psychology with emphasis in multicultural community psychology. So thank you so much for being with me, Dr. Lehman. Oh, it's my pleasure, Lee. Thank you so much for having me. You know, the world of health has changed so dramatically in the last 10 years. I mean, and, and I say that from a personal standpoint because I opened the Brain Performance Center back in 2009, and when I tried to talk brain health with medical doctors, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't get very far. And, yeah. and I will say that that, the, that community has really opened and is really much more welcoming to the alternative side of health. Have you experienced that in your career? Gosh, well, um, that's a great question. You know, I think there definitely is a changing of the guard, so to speak, especially over the last, you know, um, 10 to 15 years in which people are really beginning to understand um, the synergistic effects of all of the body-mind systems as functioning as one integrative whole um, that cannot necessarily be separated into its component pieces, though uh, most allopathic medicine practitioners do still view it that way. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think th- there's a there's a shift that I'm seeing, and a lot of um, a lot of people are are interested to see, you know, what kind of new things there are to support, you know, overall health and human functioning and well-being among people right now. Well, I think it's it, what really warms my heart is that shift is not only in the medical profession, but it's in the, you know, people. People are yeah. no longer saying, you know, Lee, I don't want to be put on a medication. And my response is you know, if if medication has some good to offer, but in my opinion, it should never be your first line of treatment. Yeah. See what else you can do. See what wellness you can create. And then, you know, take it from there because it's just by calming the brain down, you know, and I know you use the word coherence. And to me, in my world, coherence is how the brain shares information. And yeah. just getting the brain to share the right amount of information can just, it can change the way the brain reacts to things, processes information, emotionally response. So absolutely, it, 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 there's so much goodness out there. So tell us about the Quantum Clinic 
and what it's doing to innovate in the wellness spa space. Because when you know when you say spa, people think, oh, a massage, a facial, yeah. and there's certainly nothing wrong with any of that. That's good okay. self care. Yeah. But I don't think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. I think you know. I guess before we get into our services specifically, it's important to kind of clarify how we operationally define coherence here at Quantum Clinic and, and what that means. Because depending on who you're speaking to, as, as you rightly stated, you know, coherence has different um, meanings in different uh, professional contexts. So um, in physics, coherence refers to a particular degree of correlation in the electromagnetic field resonances of the body-mind or a region um, in space. And you can look at coherence of the brain. Again, to your point, that's you know how the brain is sharing information with itself, right? Um, and here at Quantum Clinic, we're, we're really looking at something that's been described and defined by the HeartMath Institute out of Santa Cruz, California, as heart-brain coherence. So that's when those two different, you know, what we perceive of as separate energetic centers, obviously the muscle of the heart, but more so the energetic center of the heart, is shifting the um, um is, is, is working to upregulate vagal afferent traffic to the brain and facilitating a shift into traditionally coherences associated with alpha waves or alpha theta waves in the brain. Um, so it's that shift from normal waking life or for most people, frankly, stress, uh, a more stressful state into a more deeply relaxing state. And so here at Quantum Clinic, our entire business is centered around that transformation within our clients, going from the stress state into these deeper and deeper states of relaxation. And we do that in a way that's twofold. We do it from the inside out, and then we do it from the outside in. So the inside out is by connecting energetically through mind-body practices with the energetic center of the heart and working to shift that by connecting with a positive affective state. And then the outside in is through the administration of particular Hertz frequency protocols. And these um, sounds, if you will, are known to be associated with stress reduction, relaxation, and then an awakening of the energetic centers of the body. So those people might know them as the chakras, um, as well as some sort of universal or so source tones, uh, also sometimes known as solfeggio frequencies that support in general um, emotional processing, releasing of psychological uh, traumas, and um, just overall health and human functioning. Well, it's so interesting because we use the self-vecchio frequencies in neuromodulation that yeah. we do at the Brain Performance Center. And, and we're nothing but frequencies, you know, sending the frequencies that are needed. Now, I've used a program called HeartMath yeah. to, and, you know, to create co coherence with the breathing. And I've been amazed, even in populations like people with diabetes, when you can get that breath rate to dance with that heart rate and yeah. you create that coherence, it wellness occurs. 
That's right. That's right. It's really um, about facilitating that internal shift such that your genetic code that's unique to you can encode for health and human functioning as opposed to encoding for disease. Um, and that, that really is the study of epigenetics is how genes and environment work together. And what the science is painting a picture of right now, and again, this is coming from a variety of research institutes, HeartMath is one, um, but there's also some really interesting work coming out of um, the University of San Diego, I believe it is, um, that's showing that, that you can shift your internal frequency. And what that does is it releases um, literally hundreds of you know, different uh, neurotransmitters and, and signals throughout the body-mind that are supportive of health. Yeah. Well, and I think the more that we learn, and I just am racking up my PhD, and I've been amazed at, that the learning that's available, the way that we look at knowledge has changed. It's a lot different than it was when I got my MBA or even my Master of Science in Counseling. Yeah. We just we like, look at information differently. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about coherence, and you're right, we've got to have a general understanding of what that means. Do you find that, because when I talk about coherence and breathing and the heart and the breath, people truly do understand it. When yes. I talk about the way the brain shares information, they understand that. And I've learned the hard way, stay away from that word coherence, because it can, it can be confusing to some folks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, again, you know, I think there's obviously the mind really likes to um, connect with terms and have definitions to help organize and orient ourselves in the world. But one of the things that we um, think is really important about our what we're doing here at Quantum Clinic is we're not really in the business so much of education um, as we are in the business of facilitating and experiencing of. Um, so when you know when you are shifting those brainwave frequencies into alpha, theta, um, or gamma and you're connecting with the energetic center of the heart, it, you can feel it. Um, and it's also measurable. So um, we, we really like to see ourselves as, as more of an applied experiential space, um, more so than, than, you know. Educational. Um, educational one, yeah. Yeah, and I do. I, I border more on the educational side because talking, you know, when we're changing people's brain waves and, and the mm -hmm. timing and the coherence, I really liked for them to have the information that they need. But, you know, when you mentioned gamma, oh, I love some gamma. That. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about gamma brainwaves? It just, it, it's energizing to me. It truly is. And in a good way, not like I want to get up and run around the office, but just in a mental capacity, just, you know, I'll, it'll take my thinking up to another a higher level. And that energizes me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So how does how does the process work? If someone comes to the quantum clinic, they can just come in and do 
Is there an assessment done to figure out this is what will help you the most? Or yeah. we wanted to create a generalized protocol that was applicable for pretty much most bodies, right? Of course, there are some uh, limitations, people with um, uh, diabetes or epilepsy or a heart a pacemaker may want to consult with a physician before um, using our services. But uh, for the most part, if you're able to step in and out of your own bathtub, then you can um, conceivably take part in the service that we offer. Um, Clients can find us at quantumclinic.com. They book a service online at a time that's available. And when they arrive, it's really all, all inclusive. So the direct service is about one hour, um, but you're welcome to stay in our space for as long as you'd like. Um, when you arrive, you're greeted by our front desk associate and wait for this helicopter to pass by. There we go. Um, and then we have a clinician. Uh, so this is somebody with a master's or doctoral level degree who greets you, orients you to the space, the service. And then we do a heart centered coherence meditation while using the HeartMath biofeedback sensor at the beginning of all of our services. So whether you're here for the flotation rest with frequency therapy or our scalar upgrade, uh, you will be doing a um, five to seven minute meditation as part of the beginning of your service. We really find that this, you know, opportunity to connect and ground and really practice the skills um, is something that's an important part of getting people into the place where they allow their body mind to fully surrender um, during the service. And so you, you come in, you check in, we orient you, you go through a brief meditation, and then we take you to your private um, space for the duration of your service. Um, so for people who are not familiar with flotation therapy, uh, the idea is that it's a body of water. Ours are very large, spacious rooms uh, with doors that enter into a private shower and changing area. Uh, you shower both before and after the service. And these rooms have about a foot to a foot and a half of water with over 1,500 pounds of Epsom salts. So when you go in and you lay down in that water, you it's like floating in the Dead Sea. You are instantly um, supported and it alleviates approximately 90% of the effect of gravity allowing for a full surrendering and release of the neuromuscular structure along the neck, back, hips, and spine. Um, in these spaces, you have the option to have very low red light or no light. And then again, because we're using frequency protocols in all of our services, there's um, four surround sound speakers that play those uh, hertz frequencies to, again, support that um, cellular level coherence in your whole body um, while, while you're in there. So we've talked about what happens, and I know there are a ton of health benefits that yeah. people can really enjoy, but our listeners probably don't know that. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits. 
Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's important to remember that actually estimates say that between 90 to 95% of all disease is attributable to stress and inflammation in the body, right? Um, and, and this service really targets both of those issues. It targets, you know, the subjective experience of stress, because again, we're working with you to be able to shift that um, through this heart-brain coherence process. And then it also supports a reduction of inflammation because of the um, almost zero gravity experience and the Epsom salts, the magnesium sulfate um, in, in the water helps to relieve muscle soreness. Um, it has the benefit of supporting in enhanced creativity, um, concentration, attention, memory, focus. Um, it, it's used in a lot of sports performance settings. Um, I like to, to joke with folks that both the Dodgers and the Cubs uh, won the World Series actually after installing a flotation tank in their training facility. Um, you know, so if it's good enough for pro athletes, we think it's good enough for, uh, you know, average consumers as well. Um, and, you know, it's really just a supportive, uh, supportive environment for you to tune in and reconnect with or innate frequency, um, which, you know, not to get all metaphysical here, but is love. And so, you know, we, we, we're in the business of, of helping people remember that. That's a great business to be in. Mm. Well, I think, you know, we've <laughs> talked about the, and I've done flotation. There oh. are several flotation spas in the Dallas area, and I have done it. And I take my bass and dead sea salt. So I understand, and I feel my skin feels so much more amazing when I get out. It really does. Oh, absolutely. But I guess what prompts me to do it is I like to think I'm being preventative. Mm -hmm. And I, <laughs> I like to think that anyway. But I feel like, you know, that I am because we all live in the world we live in. We're in a hurry it moves so fast or it doesn't move fast enough. And that stresses us out. Exactly. And, you know, I can't wait. The 2024 election rolls in because people are already, and we certainly won't go there except to say that it's a very, very stressful time. And what that, that how that impacts your immune system, how that impacts our lifestyle choices. People quit eating healthy. They start drinking more. Mm -hmm. They, get off their sleep schedule. There's so many ways that what's going on in our world around us can impact us that we have to be preventative. Oh, you're absolutely right. And that's definitely what we focus on here at Quantum Clinic is viewing this as a model of preventative care. You know, it's a, it's a way where people, if they're able to, you know, fit it into their daily, not daily life, but, you know, part of their healthcare routine, right? Coming to spaces such as ours, really tuning in and allowing yourself that intentional time to reset your baseline so that you can be more adaptive and resilient in the face of adversity and stress. Um, because we all know we can't control, you know, the outcome of a national election, certainly. Um, but frankly, you can't even control necessarily what happens in a given day. 
Um, all we can control is our inner experience. And, you know, we really like to empower our clients with those skills that they can then take back into their homes, um, into their families and, and their community. Have you found that once one family member does it, that the whole family will come in? Mm, that's a great question. We actually, we, we do have some, um, some parents and children who, who come to do it themselves. We, we ask that the parents, you know, make sure that their child is obviously of, of a certain age. We, we say no younger than seven, um, for the experience, um, seems more appropriate, um, for children seven and up, but, uh, we have double occupancy uh, flotation tanks here, and so we get a lot of couples uh, who want to have the experience together, and and um, we have fewer, but some, you know, parent and child um, dyads that come in and uh, do it as well. Well, you know, it sounds like to me that you're using coherence as a method of self-healing, and everybody is looking for the way to heal themselves, whether I work with a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, you know, and a lot of just peak performance, but everybody wants that power to be able to heal themselves. Yeah. And, and, you know, my advice is focus on what you can, can control. Don't focus on what you can't control. What advice do you have for people that are looking for that self-healing? Yeah, I mean, gosh, it, it, it's, um, there are no shortcuts, you know, there are no shortcuts, you have to do the work yourself. And it's, and it's a, a moment by moment, day by day, uh, practice, right? Um, so, you know, we really focus on, on reducing that stress, and not only reducing stress, but really, the, the big structural shift is, how can you more often than not exist in a state of coherence as opposed to stress, right? So most of us don't realize that we do have control over those internal um, body-mind systems. And uh, so, you know, these are the skills that I use in my daily life that allow me to be more present for all types of relationships, my relationship with my son, uh, with my co-parent, with my parents, you know, friends, family, et cetera. Um, You know, this practice, these practices are the ones that, that I've found to be most useful in my life and, you know, wanted to create a business around supporting people and being able to, to do it for themselves as well. Well, so many people, the synthetic chemicals that are in medications just don't work with their bodies. And so many times I'll have people say, well, you know, it worked for a couple of months. And then I started having these side effects. So I started taking this and this and this. And then that that caused this. And, you know, you go down the rabbit hole. And I think we we tend to get lost once we get down that rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, before before we are biochemical beings, we are biophysical beings, bioenergetic beings. So, you know, and there there are tons of studies out there that show, you know, essentially the placebo effect is um, greater or certainly equal to the effect of medication um, 
in 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 many instances, in many you know double blind uh, empirically validated studies that have shown, you know, when people believe they're getting a medication uh, to for their for their set of symptoms, um, even if it's not actually um, that medication, they're experiencing the benefit because they're imagining it to be so. Um, so, you know, there's a great potential for um, us to be engaging in, you know, different practices that support the release of those healthy, um, you know, neurochemicals organically through these mind-body practices. Well, you know, I think we've got about three minutes left before we go to break. Let's try to just think about what are the takeaways we want our listeners to have from the first half of the show. Mm. Lee, you want to help me out here? What do you think? Sure. Well, I'm going to tell you what one of my takeaways is, is that there's so many different ways to to approach preventative health care. And uh, I believe in coaching. We do a lot of executive function coaching here. I believe in counseling. I believe in neuromodulation. Man, when that brain's not getting enough energy up to the brain and you know what it needs, you send it to the brain and the brain just comes alive. So yeah. I think if, if people, my takeaway is folks need to understand we're nothing but frequencies and balancing those frequencies is pretty easy to do. It's right there at your fingertips, yeah. right? Yes. And that, that I think for me would be the big takeaway, which is that this is doable. It's all stuff that you can learn. And when you begin to have a taste for it and you begin to empower yourself to practice it, really anything is possible. Um, yeah. So that would be my big takeaway. Well, and I think sometimes, you know, we all get stuck in our way of thought and we've been, if we've been conditioned for the last 15, 20 years, that if you have a health problem, you need to go see a, a doctor, and certainly you do. You, there, you yes. do need that. But that then the first thing that you do is you get on medication. And I think in the last 10 years, I've seen such a huge shift in people saying they'll come to the Brain Performance Center because they do not want to get on the medication. And right. they're looking for different ways to, how do I change my brain? I mean, certainly when you take SSRIs, you're going to change the, the way your brain wires and fires in the beta range. And, and we know there's, there's research that shows us exactly what it does to the brain. And when people learn that they can teach the brain to wire and fire differently, it's, you know, they'll look at me like, really? Yeah. Are you, are you sure? And I'm like, I've been in business. I've been board certified since 2005. Yes, I'm yeah. absolutely sure. Yes, 100%. It's a, scary, it's a scary way to think. And I think well, that and it requires more more work on the part uh, of the individual. You actually have to do it. You and do. You have to show up. You yeah. can't just, you know, and I've said many times, I wish I had magic pixie dust to just <laughs> sprinkle you. over your head. Because if I did, I would, but I don't. And it doesn't exist. So we're going to go to break, but stay with us. We'll come back and you'll learn more about leading edge biowellness. We'll be back after these messages. 
all know that alarm clocks were invented for people who don't have kids. But before the alarm clock was invented, how did people wake up in time for work? Previous to the alarm clock gaining popularity, people in Britain and Ireland might have been awakened each morning by a knocker-up. A knocker-up was a person that was paid a few pence a week to wake up slugabeds and clinomaniacs. Those are people who like to sleep in. Knocker-ups used pea shooters to roust folks who were oversleeping and long bamboo sticks to reach windows on higher floors. It was the responsibility of the knocker-up to not leave the window until they were sure their client didn't go back to sleep, even if they had metutilepia, otherwise known as waking up on the wrong side of the bed. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. We're back. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. So thanks for staying with us. We've spent the first part of the show really talking about the things that we all can do for ourselves that really is preventative health care. And that there's a fine line between preventative health care and self-care. And I know when I used to think of self-care as, oh, a glass of wine and going to watch Netflix all night. That is not what self-care is all about. Mm. Self-care is really more about self-love and what you do to heal and to take care of yourself. And I think when you think about the things that we used to think would make us feel better, they don't necessarily work anymore. And we're starting to think about what else we could do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And to help people understand, if if you're finding yourself in that state of toxicity, there's no other word for it. it, it things, things are toxic. Your relationships aren't going that well. You're not happy with yourself. So if you're not happy with yourself, how are you going to be happy with anybody else? It's not going to happen. So when people feel that coming on, are there red flags that they can look for? Hmm. I know one red flag that I really like to tell people is, you know, watch, watch your moods. Are you more moody? Are you, are you swinging from being happy to sad? Do you not know why? Are you, it has your sleep pattern changed? Yeah. Yeah. I would say all, all of those suggestions are really important, but they're predicated on this idea that there's, we have the ability to develop insight into our lived experience. Um, and so that, that for me is, is the number one thing that I would encourage people to do, depending on where they are in their healing journey. There are a lot of things you can do to start tracking. There are tons of apps these days where you can use mood trackers or sleep trackers. If it's helpful for you to have that data about your, um, bio rhythms, go ahead and do it. Things like an aura ring or even using the heart math biofeedback sensor to practice these skills a couple times a day or, or throughout the week. Um, but really developing a level of awareness about yourself where you're able to notice and be attuned to when you are shifting into stress and how you can then shift back into a more coherent state. 
Um, because again, the goal is, and the real structural shift here is to be existing, right? More from a state of harmony, of integration of this information between and between the hemispheres and within the different um, body-mind systems, you know, specifically the heart and the brain, but also the gut. Um, and so, you know, that, that takes work. It, it takes intention and attention, um, to, to yourself and to your patterns. And it takes a really real willingness to humble yourself in face of those patterns and to allow yourself to be guided, um, from within to achieve your your highest you know health and and functioning whatever the technique is that you do to get there you know and i'm always so surprised because breathing is something we can all do we can do it anywhere we are we can do it very very discreetly and it's one of the things that i have a hard time getting people to work on though you know and i'll say just there's apps that you can use if that works for you. Nothing works better for me than just to sit in a chair, put my hand down around my belly button and start breathing. I mean, you know, and I know our optimal breath rate is between four and seven breaths. When I'm talking to you, I'm probably taking 12 to 14 breaths. I have to, to, yeah. to get it all out. But I cannot get people to sit for five minutes and just focus on slow, deep breaths. They'll say, you know, well, I started having a panic attack and I tried it and it didn't work. And I, I'm so sorry. Is that the first time you tried it? Well, yeah. Well, you you can't just whip it out of your pocket. It's yeah, not it, a Band-Aid. You didn't, you know, you know, uh hit a hole in one the first time you played golf you didn't you know ride a bike perfectly the first time you took off your training wheels you know these are exercises that need to be practiced it's not a switch that can be flipped and our society is so obsessively fixated on there being a solution to our problems when there isn't one the reality is we're all so fundamentally disconnected from our truest nature and unless we are willing to do the work to reconnect, to refacilitate, to facilitate that reconnection with our um, innate wisdom, um, you know, then then we're doomed to repeat patterns from the past. Well, we want that instantaneous gratification. And I blame social media uh, to some degree for feeding that. You know, you post something and immediately if you don't get three or four responses, what's wrong? I'm not good at social media, so I don't really partake. I don't really get it. But well, I think I think the problem transcends social media. Certainly social media is I mean, there have been plenty of studies that have have validated this, you know, especially in the developing mind of adolescents and children is incredibly toxic because of the the it's basically uh, um, facilitating the addiction um, pathways in in the body mind um, and can be have very deleterious health effects. Um, but I, I think the problem actually is is much bigger than that and stems from, you know, a a, a, a forgetting or, or a fundamental disconnection from 
our embeddedness in the larger web of, of, of nature. And we've forgotten that no matter what our thoughts are, um, you know, we, they're just thoughts. They're, they're just, our thoughts are not who we are. Um, and so again, you know, a lot of this stuff, when you, when you get deeper and deeper, um, really is more in line with many of the philosophical traditions coming out of, out of the East. But the fact that there is an ability to connect with those, the breath in particular, and to harness the power of your attention and intention to shift your internal state, that alone, um, is, is, is advanced for people, you know? And, uh, so I think it, that that's part of the problem. I think the Dalai Lama was quoted in saying that if we, we taught children to meditate in schools, we would have no war within two generations. Um, well, and I, I agree with that. I agree with that as well. And thank you for bringing up the thoughts because, you know, I practice CBT and negative thoughts create negative feelings, negative feelings, create negative behavior. There are those little ants, automatic negative thoughts, and they go through your head so fast and furious, you don't even know they were there. It's just all of a sudden I'm angry or I'm disappointed or I can't focus. And being able to capture your thoughts and understand, because once you capture those little ants, you can reframe them. Yeah. You don't, you don't have, I mean, I used to have yeah. the worst case of the shoulds. Oh, Lee, you should do this. And then yeah. when I didn't do it, they would bring out their two little friends, you know, shame and blame. Well, shame on you, Lee. It's all your fault. You didn't do it. And after, you know, I'm like, you two got to go. Mm -hmm. I replaced the shoulds mm -hmm. with the coulds. Yeah. It, it, we can all, if we understand the power that, that those thoughts have on us, we may not know where they come from, but we can catch them and we can change them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's lots of research pointing to what, whether what comes first, you know, at the level of the, the quantum realm, which is the realm of sensations, images, feelings and thoughts. You know, it's sort of one of these chicken or the egg conundrums because we, you actually can't separate the experience of thought from emotion. It's an artificial boundary when we draw one. Um, and, and it's it does that does not mean that it's not helpful to do that analysis um, but, you know, um, and, and for many people it is, um, and letting go of some of these assumptions, beliefs, and biases that we have ingrained in us from our, our upbringing, from our cultural, uh, milieu, um, and, and things like that are, is also really important. Um, but, you know, one of the things we're trying to do here at Quantum Clinic is to really bypass traditional cognitive approaches to stress reduction by facilitating this um, coherent resonance, uh, you know, within, from again, from the inside out and from the outside in. Well, and I certainly see the beauty of that. I mean, I believe, you know, we, this is a true fact. Every second, the brain is capable of taking in 11 million bits of data. Okay. Research shows that on a conscious level, you can hold anywhere between 40 and 126. Personally, I think it's 40, but right. it doesn't matter. We don't have to do the math. Where does it all go? 
yeah, it the, goes. The ratio is is what's important to focus on there, right? That there's so much that's being processed and filtered unconsciously. We're only aware of a small fraction of the information. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, that's why neurofeedback, creating neuroplasticity in the brain is so effective, just as the work you do is, because it reaches that subconscious level. Yeah, well, it's really, it's really the same work, right? It's it's the same thing, just packaged differently. It's facilitating that shift um, for people on an experiential level. And yeah, you know, it is, it is important. And it's, you know, it, 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 it's just funny that we live in a society where, you know, um, there's, for, for instance, I will, I will get a little bit into the weeds here. There is no CPT code for what we do here. It doesn't exist. So even if we wanted to, you know, suggest to insurers that, that this should be a reimbursable, um, preventative care service, our, our our social structures, our our reimbursement incentive structures are not built for this type of model because they're all about, you know, um, disease tr- treatment of a disease. but if you're if you're addressing the underlying issues that cause disease, well, then there is no disease. Um, and there's no profit in that um, in a traditional, you know, um, biomedical uh, way of looking at things. Well, and I honestly believe there's no CPT code for, well, there is for neurofeedback. There is, but nobody pays. Nobody pays for it. That's right. (laughs) So, you know, it's really not very useful um, if it's not reimbursed. And and there have been some, there's been some major work done to address that and nothing's changed. Yeah. And I'm not so sure that it ever will, because I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, I'll leave it at that. But I yeah. do where I see I the value. Yeah, I, I have a friend who, who you know, even even within insurance companies, for instance, I have a friend who who has a wellness business that's basically taking taking wellness initiatives and bringing them online like Peloton for wellness um, and she worked with a team of executives at Blue Cross Blue Shield to see if they could figure out a way to to get it covered. And the bureaucracy and the 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 administrative hurdles, even with a team of twelve executives within the system, trying to figure it out together, how can we do this? It just isn't feasible with how they view treatment of disease and, 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 um, you know, models of, of preventative care and, and helping, helping people heal. It's just not compatible with our current systems. So, you know, when, when that's the case, it's kind of like, well, what, what are you going to do then? Um, and, and so I guess we, we just, we got to find new ways to care. And that's where I get so confused because I think we all agree that inflammation is, is the root of all of our health problems. Right. It starts with inflammation. And if we start with that understanding, then why wouldn't we look at the things that have, that are evidence-based 
that reduce the inflammation? And I know there's not an answer to that question, but it just rambles around in my head. Yeah. Yeah. You and me both. (laughs) But I think, you know, for our listeners, it's even though it may not be covered by insurance, doesn't necessarily mean it's cost prohibitive. So don't let that stand in your way. Don't let that stop you. And honestly, there are two things, time and my health, that mm-hmm. I cannot I cannot put a dollar sign next to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we, we've talked a lot about preventative health and coherence and the breath and the heart rate. And is there an exercise that we could try to do online to just demonstrate for our listeners what we're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, hmm, thank you for asking that, Lee. I think, you know, one of the easiest ways to do this is to just kind of wherever you are, and again, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes, keep your eyes open and watch the road. But you can do this even in the car. I'm going to suggest that you close your eyes for those of you listening at home um, who may or or at work or wherever. Just take we're not even going to do this for a full minute. We'll just do it for a few seconds. But this is this is essentially um, the technique and it's something that you can do anywhere, anytime. So take a moment to just close your eyes and take a big inhale through the nose and out the mouth again in through the nose out through the mouth now with that energy that you usually associate with the mind i want you to gently bring it down into the energetic center of your heart if you feel Supported by bringing your hand to your heart, you're welcome to do so. Breathing in. Now I'd like you to imagine, if you will, what it feels like to connect with the emotion of joy. What it really feels like to connect with an emotion of deep appreciation or gratitude. Now allowing that emotional energy to begin to radiate outwards from your heart. Maybe you can see it, the energy moving outwards from your heart, encompassing your entire body.
And when you're ready, slowly opening your eyes, wiggling your fingers, your toes. Just connecting again with the present moment. How was that for you, Lee? Well, I have to say that I practice my breathing on a regular basis. I do my morning meditation. So it was much easier for me to slide into. And what I would encourage our listeners to do, you know, we all, we can close our eyes. And when we've got so much tension in our neck, we can feel it. We can visualize it. When we feel nauseous, because maybe we're overly anxious, you know, we'll, we'll feel that. So tap in, tap into it from both sides, because I think that I've worked hard, Caitlin, <laughs> I'm going to, I've worked hard to be able to tap, to slide into that pretty quickly. Yeah. And so for our listeners out there that maybe didn't, do not, do not think, well, I can't do that. Think, okay. I need to practice that and yeah. maybe yeah this is meant to be an empowering thing there's no right or wrong i mean we're, we're really just talking about deep breathing here but but the research i want to just be clear the research is showing that in order to be drawing in that desired outcome whatever it may be be it to reduce your anxiety or stress or you know relieve your pain you have to imagine that future and call it in from an affect at an affective level. So the heart is the largest generator of this electromagnetic information in the body, um, which is what we are made of. Um, our entire body mind is, is that. And so if you're working to, to use the, the unified field to connect with these healing outcomes, it's important that you're you're presence, presencing it through that heart energy, really allowing that magnetic information to draw the experience in as your thoughts are sending the signals out. Um, and, you know, there are no shortcuts to, to healing. And if you don't feel like you can do it right away, don't be discouraged. Know that every single person on this planet is capable of doing this with the right kind of attention and intention and dedicated practice. And I think practice is the key word. I really do. It, I mean, think about it. Anytime you learn something, whether it's how to play a musical instrument or whether it's how to speak another language or, I mean, it, how you learn to do a new type of yoga, you have to practice. Yes, absolutely. So I would encourage people to, and just say, you know, I'm going to try this every other day. Every other day, I'm going to take five minutes. And what helped me originally was using visualization. I would close my as I'm as I'm breathing. I would visualize. You know, I used to be a beach girl and left the beach long ago. Now I'm a mountain girl. Yeah. But just visualizing being in the mountains, the trees, what's going on around me, helped me to draw myself in. So 
but whatever people find works for them. Exactly right. It's use so, it. Exactly right. And that that's the bottom line for me in all of all of these teachings is whatever works for you, whatever floats your boat, you know, um, whatever allows you to tap into that innate potential for your deepest self healing. Absolutely. We've got about three minutes left. And for our listeners that would like to learn more about where to find you and, you know, they're not necessarily in Los Angeles and they have things that they're interested in, how could they find you online? Yeah, absolutely. Well, our website is www.quantumclinic.com. Um, I'm also, we've also got a LinkedIn page, all of those, you know, links to our socials and, and whatnot are, are located on, uh, in the footer of our website. So the best place to start is to go to quantumclinic.com. And from there you can kind of navigate around and find, uh, find the other places that we are on the, on the internet. Um, And that's great to know because that's one thing that we all like to do when we get bored or we have free time is pick up that phone. Yeah. Go to that, go to that Google tab and, and just kind of play around. And, and it is amazing what you can learn. It's just, you know, you have to vet the information that you find. And I always say, go to a, go to a great source. Go to a reputable site. Make sure the right information. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I love Harvard Health. I love the Mayo Clinic. I love Stanford. I mean, I I love Duke. The universities tend to meet to have a broad range of, and everything they put out there has been researched. Mm -hmm. So so just in closing, you know, you, you got into this, you have a PhD. There's something that impacted you personally real quickly that took us, took you to this space. Hmm. I I would say, you know, my my entire life journey has taken me to this place. You know, I've I've mostly prior to opening this business worked in um, community and forensic mental health settings here in Los Angeles County. And, uh, you know, I just am acutely familiar uh, with just how um, difficult life is for so many people. And um, wanted to create an experience where folks could really, um, again, connect with that innate inner wisdom and learn the skills and empower themselves to be able to bounce back and be more resilient in the face of adversity, uh, no matter what life throws at you. Well, that's a beautiful thought to leave our listeners with because it, you don't have to, so many people, you know, don't have insurance don't have medical coverage and they feel like that they're deprived from good medical care. And just knowing that there's alternatives out there like the quantum clinic can give people access to a whole different level of care than otherwise they might've experienced. I think I can't thank you enough, Dr. Lehman for being with me today and sharing the information and and sharing your energy and being with my us. Pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's really been a treat to speak with you. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you.
Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and thebrainperformancecenter.com. Thank you.